Hey everybody, welcome back to From the Panther Pit, sports talk that doesn't stink. I am sports co-editor Jack Fletcher, and sitting here next to me as always is other sports co-editor Dylan Henson. Yo, what's up guys? We got Nick Bryan on the show today. I'm always super pumped for that. And plus we have a special guest today to talk a little bit about lacrosse. We got Braden Jenks, our other, I guess, partner in crime in journalism, and he'll be talking a little bit about lacrosse today. News co-editor, correct? Mm-hmm. He actually just posted a story the other day. I as, did. As far as I can remember. Yes, First one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we told him we did, wouldn't take too many jabs at him, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get on to the boys lacrosse. I do have one question for you, though. Dylan, what do we do next? Mm, mm, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question, and it is an inside joke for anybody that does not know that. So, Shout out to Mr. Spencer. Yeah, Mr. Spencer, you should know that, so I hope you get a laugh out of that, but... uh Let's get this podcast started, okay? That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> all right. Braden, we'll go ahead and start with some boys lacrosse. Basically, I'll go ahead and let you know how I go ahead and do this, because I don't think you've listened. Thank you very much, Braden. <laughs> not even our news co-editor listens, Dylan. How do you feel? Mm, I feel like it's not getting out there. we got to spread the word better. It's That's... okay. Anyway, so I'm going to read the scores. I'll list your matchups for next week. Then we're going to ask you some questions for it about lacrosse, all right? All right. All right, so basically, they finished a stretch of, what, six games in eight days last week? Yeah. How did your body feel after that? Horrible. We were all exhausted. Everyone's legs hurt. And then jumping right back into practice, running right back into practice, Mm. made it worse. Mm. Dang. All right, well... Last week, I mentioned the scores before we recorded the podcast. Uh, This week, I'm going to go ahead and pick up with last Thursday. Last Thursday, the boys played at home against Eagles Landing in a 19-3 win. They picked it back up against Stratford Academy at home on Monday with an 18-1 win. They played at Woodward on Tuesday in a 15-3 win, and now they have a 12-game winning streak. Yeah, I mean, we kind of figured this was going to happen. Um, our area was redistricted, and they added a lot of new programs, and we just knew that it was going to end up like this because they're all like new starting teams. And since we can only play 17, 18 games, and then you have 13 in your region that you have to play, and then you schedule them all in a row, you kind of are bound to win, like get a winning streak. Mm-hmm. Win a lot of those games. How yeah. does that 12-game win streak affect your confidence in this team? Um, confidence in the team is pretty sound because I know we have a lot of stick skills. And the winning streak just like adds on to that because it like gives us more confidence as we look ahead and it's keeping the hopes up because we're not losing. We don't know what it feels to really lose other than that one loss at the beginning of the season. But we're like feeling like we can do it and our coach is just trying to like keep us level headed so we're not getting above that. Now, you guys do have a little bit of a break coming up. Your next game is Whitewater at home next Thursday. So, uh, everybody, come out and support your Panthers. But Yes, yeah, Youth Night. Youth Night. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. There'll be um, a 7th grade scrimmage during seventh halftime. Grade. Interesting. Are they gonna, is it going to be like Stars Mill against Whitewater 7th graders? Or? I'm pretty sure it's just Stars Mill. It's going to be the Peachtree City Warriors. So, it's okay. not just Stars Mill. Oh, so it's not like ri- oh, it would be Rising Star and uh, Whitewater Middle if they um, did that. But, um, yeah, but it would. Um, either way. It's going to be a combination of all the teams that go through the Peachtree City Warriors um, league. Interesting. Now, you guys only have five games left. You're going to yeah. get a little break over spring break. You know, we'll be on the cruise anyway. But um, mm-hmm. five games left in your senior season before the playoffs, man. 
it's hard to think about. Uh, this season has gone so fast because all of our games were scheduled so like rapid succession, all the beginning of the season. Like this time last year, we probably played eight or nine games, had another eight or nine after that, but they were starting to pick up in pace. But I mean, having this many games under your belt and then not feeling like you've really played any games, kind of feels weird. Do you think that'll affect you when the playoffs come by? I'm hoping that playing Macintosh late in the season helps us to really get a view for where we are in our game before we go into the playoffs. Now, your only loss of the season was against Lovett. Now, Lovett, you have told us before that they are probably the toughest team you guys play. Easily. Easily. Okay, not even probably, just Mm. easily the toughest team you play. Now, that game was in the second game of the season. So do you think if you played them again later in the season, I mean, this is all theoretical, of course, but do you think if you played them again later in the season after you've won these 12 games in a row, I mean, Whitewater, what do you think about Whitewater so far? Whitewater? Um, Just, I know I got off track there in the middle of my question, but. Yeah, I mean, I was prepared to ask, uh, answer about Love It, but Whitewater. They've historically been a pretty easy team to beat. Um, we came out last year kind of like underestimating them, and we got caught off guard, and it was a pretty close game. Um, 5-3 at halftime, ended up 8-3. I mean, it was something like that. So that's kind of a low-scoring game. It was pretty low-scoring for us. I mean, when my sophomore year, we came out and beat them 18-2 or something like that, and it wasn't even like a contestable game. And then you think, all right, that's going to happen again. You come out, and then it's 1-1 to at the end of the first quarter or something like that. And then you're just, oh, wow. They kind of put you in your place. Right. So, I mean, you can never really, like, look over a team. But you can feel confident about your skills and hope that you can execute. So let's say you win this game against Whitewater. Now I'm going to go back to Lovett. Okay. Let's say you win this game against Whitewater. And say, like, you play Lovett over spring break. What are the chances of you guys doing better in this game against Lovett compared to the beginning of the season? I mean, the chances, 100%. We would, I'm not going to say we would win, because that's definitely stretching it, but the way we played against Woodward, that was the best game we played all season as a full four quarters. We didn't let up. We didn't start poorly executing. We executed through the whole game. And if we were to play like that against a team like Lovett, it would at least be a game to watch, not just a blowout. It would give them a run for their money, not, not what they did. Not the blowout that happened. Oh, yeah. That was all because we started off slow. We were just passing the ball around. We let them mm. get into our heads, and then they just took it from there. Now, Brayden, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you about the girls lacrosse game against Woodward. Oh, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. Are we talking about the sporty plays girls lacrosse? Is that <laughs> – wait a second. We've been talking about boys Ooh. lacrosse this whole time. All right, I'm sorry. I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. All right. So let's, let's pick it up with girls lacrosse. Girls across. Dylan, how did that game against Woodward go? They won 17 to 11, so. Got back on the winning track. After Got back on the tough, winning track. You tough know, week last week. You know, they lost two in a row. It snapped a two game losing streak, but they bounced back with that win against Woodward. Yeah, I mean, they played Harrison, and Harrison was a good team, and they, they played it close in the beginning. I got to see this game. Um, they let it go kind of in the end. They didn't play as hard. They kind of lost focus. Against Harrison? Harrison, yeah. Okay. Like, at one point, they were up by two early. Like, they were being, they were dominant. And then they just lost it, and they couldn't execute as well as they could have. They could have beaten Harrison. And then, and then moving come on out, to this Woodward game. Yeah, the Woodward game. Um, I talked to him, Emily Beardsley, and she was nervous for the game. She didn't expect to beat him as soundly as they felt they did. And so, I mean, I didn't get to see the game. I only heard about it from Emily, but they're pretty happy with the win. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a tough one. I have uh, Coach Sweeney. He's he's in my first period with uh, Coach Ellison, and I know that he was talking to Victoria Alvarez and Danny Jackson. They said, "Oh yeah, we we beat them bad." Yeah, so. the score doesn't really say that they beat them bad, but a lot of times a team will get so far ahead they kind of like they kind of take their up. foot off the gas. They put in all the backups, and then they start scoring. Like the other team will start scoring in the end, but it doesn't really mean anything. But they were controlling the game. And, yeah, the so if you time. dominate the whole game, then yeah, you're gonna feel like you won by a lot more than the mm-hmm. score really tells. Yeah. Oh yeah. And upcoming for the girls, they will play Grady at home again on Saturday. They will play at Columbus next Tuesday, and then they're home again against Whitewater next Thursday, along with the boys. So a nice little double header. Yeah, youth night. They're youth gonna, night. It's gonna be fun. Um, that's also scheduled with the Macintosh game. We have um, senior night. I guess the varsity girls right? and varsity boys play Macintosh on senior night. That will be interesting. So why don't we do that for football? Oh, I feel like that'd get intense, man. Yeah, we we yeah. play like Northgate or Whitewater. Our rivalry isn't as bad as a football's rivalry. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we've been playing with these um, Macintosh kids for as long as we've been playing. Like I've played with one of their attackmen since f- sixth grade and so I've known him like we play summer ball together travel mm-hmm. together and so like so we're more kind of friends a... than enemies and like on the field yeah we're enemies but afterwards yeah. we talk and we hang out we take pictures so you have like stuff. a better relationship with them oh yeah a lot better off the field. And I'm guessing in football because they don't have a lot of summer leagues that you know they don't they don't get to play with each other they may play with the Packers and then they go into middle school mm-hmm. football and then I think the rivalry is just a little. They're bit always deeper. just separated. Yeah, they're they're never together. They don't they don't form the bonds that we do because we play we could we can play all year round. We have a winter season where we play with all the other schools in the county. We have a summer team where you can play with anybody in the state really. Yeah. And then you have um, fall ball where you play on your team, but you play against them still. And so just seeing them all that time and then playing with them and then I mean it's just all correlates to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much, Braden, for your input on boys and girls lacrosse. Now we're going to go ahead and move on to boys soccer. So boys soccer, they played Woodland at home on Tuesday in a 5 to nothing win. That was their last home game before four straight on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will play against East Coweta on Friday, tomorrow. Uh, they will play Northgate away on Monday, and then they will play, finish up uh, the games that we're going to mention on this podcast uh, at Marist on, next Thursday. So uh, they are now seven and two, Dylan. Yeah, they're doing really well. Uh, you know, little strugglers at the beginning of the season. I think they've kicked their groove. So definitely not like the girls' team, though. Oh, the, the girls' team is eleven and zero now. Mm-hmm. They are still undefeated after beating Harrison at home on Friday in a five to four win. That was a thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got they beat Woodland on Tuesday in a seven to nothing win, and. Uh, you know, they also that was also their last home game before uh, four straight on the road. Yeah. So it'll be the same schedule for them next week at East Coweta on Friday, at Northgate on Monday, and at Morris next Thursday. And then uh, after Morris, they get a little bit of a break. They don't play again until April 12th, so they get a little bit of a spring break. That's good for them. Uh, oh, yeah. The Harrison game, you know, it's always good to have those wins where you're, it's a goal game. You know, you can win games 10 nothing, 7 nothing, all you all you want. But when you have that close five four win like they did on Friday, then it kind of it helps you. It really does when you get to playoff ball. Oh yeah. So good win for them. Uh, good job being eleven and zero guys as well. Seven and two. Nothing to be ashamed about. And it, you know both teams are going to the playoffs hot. And Harrison, Harrison's a tough team. Yeah, Harrison probably be the toughest team they play until we hit late rounds. It's probably Harrison and St. Pius. St. Pius was a tough team. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, check out uh, theprowlernews.org for some of these stories. Uh, Riley Stapleton and Jenna Sanders have been on top of it, along with Morgan Evans, who wrote a baseball story that should be going up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about baseball for a minute. Uh, they beat... They won at Morrow last Friday and it thirteen to nothing. And then they had a home and home with Drew. They beat Drew at home on Monday seven to nothing. Then they played him again last night in a twelve to two win. Good win. Good wins for them. They are thirteen and one now. Yeah, and they haven't lost since uh, what was it? The Johns, second Johns Creek. Yeah, Johns the County? second game of the year. Oh shoot! Oh well, <laughs> I should have written it down. Anyway, <laughs> the they second are thirteen game of the year, and one. Yeah. That's in one. It's good because uh, they struggled hitting the ball earlier in the year, uh, from what Coach Mosley was uh, telling me. But they've really kicked up the hitting, and their pitching is just incredible. Oh yeah, like, and actually Morgan Evans, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, she was at she was at the game on two on Monday, I should say, and uh, that story will be posted today. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great write up. Yeah. So I recommend going and writing or reading it, not writing it. Writing it. Yeah, <laughs> just re- rewrite the story, guys. All right, let's <laughs> contest. Whoever rewrites it gets the our spots next year. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we're saying here. Now, nah, go check it out on theprowlernews.org. Good read. I really hope that I haven't messed that up in a couple weeks saying <laughs> theprowlernews.org. Cannot I don't think as, I have. Cannot be as bad as I don't even remember what it was. It was prowler.com. Oh yeah, from the video. Brayden, do you remember that from like last year, first semester? The we, video? Were ta- we were trying to remember who it was. Well, we're not going to name drop this, but mm. they like put uh, the website's name in a video that was going to be posted, and it was completely wrong. I do remember that. That was quite embarrassing. Aaron had a part a, of it. Aaron had a fit. She did. Yeah, she doesn't take things like that well. <laughs> no. What was it? It was like Prowler.com or something. It was not. It was something else. It wasn't Prowler. It was .com. But it was Prowler, Prowler. I think it was prowlernewspaper.com. Something like that. They just they didn't know what it was and they made no. something. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We should probably get back to sports. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week they have a home and home against Northgate uh, next Wednesday and Friday. Uh, so they, those are their last two games before the break. And then they will actually play a little bit over the break. They're going to be playing a tournament in Tennessee over spring break. So we'll get you updated on that after spring break. Mm-hmm. They always uh, do that. They always play a tournament over spring break. Um, I think uh, a couple years ago they went to Florida to play a tournament. Uh, so they go around and play tournaments during spring break just to keep on their feet. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's a good thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you want to test out competition. Yeah. I think Braden would agree with that for all sports, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dylan, tell me about track a little bit. We had uh, four broken records this weekend. Incredible. Four broken records. Uh, two of them by Alexis Farley, who actually broke the meet record for the triple jump. Uh, she's going to Mississippi State. Really proud of her. Uh the 4x16 relay team of Nick Bryant, Nick Nyman, Harrison Fultz, and Reed Livingston also broke a record in their last attempt as a team. So just incredible stuff from them. I'll actually be writing the story. I'm not just getting this off the top of my head. Don't worry. Uh, I'll be <laughs> writing a story about it. So go check that out on theprowlernews.org. That should be up soon. Uh, so great weekend for them. And then, uh, shoot, I can't remember if it's this weekend or next week, and you guys are going to help me out, but they are doing the uh, shoe drive. 
Yeah, yeah. that'll be next Friday, uh, the day of spring break. Like the, the day, oh, the day that spring break starts. They're gonna do be we, shoot do we want to call it where Monday is the first official day of spring break or Friday is the first official day? I normally do Friday. I think it's Friday. I say it's Friday afternoon. I mm kind of consider Friday like a half day because honestly, most people check out by like one o'clock on Fridays. Not Mm -hmm. check out of school, but like mentally check out. Oh, no, they check out of school. Oh, there's a lot of people that don't show up or check out of school, but like. Mm -hmm. We won't drop names. No. We don't drop names here. Unless we do. I was going to totally just drop a name out of nowhere, and then I thought against it. So We drop the names for the sports, but we don't drop it for the people who don't come to school. I'm still thinking Brady. of a name. I can't. Oh, there we go. That's <laughs> the oh, one. wow. That was no, that's the Monday. That's Who's the been doing it more recently? All right, let's chill out with that, okay? Oh, <laughs> let's chill out with that, all right. Anyway, uh, one last sport to talk about today, uh, tennis. Tennis beat uh, or tennis boys, I should say, beat Macintosh four to one. So that's a good win. And the girls, they lost, but they did not have a full lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny wanted me to make make it clear that we didn't have a full lineup. Danny uh, Vivas, by the way, she is in our journalism class and plays uh, tennis for our school. That's the second straight week we have mentioned her. That is. Yeah. We're gonna. All right. Hopefully, because this experiment, I should probably say this is an experiment to have Braden come in on our podcast. Because you know, we have several resources we can use in our journalism class itself. Like Braden plays lacrosse. Uh, Kate Chasey plays soccer. Danny plays uh, plays tennis. You know, we have several resources in there. And basically, what I would love to do is kind of bring one of them in each week and kind of talk about their sport and so we kind of used Brayden as the test dummy this week and you know I think test it went dummy. well <laughs> maybe not test dummy there being dummy. Test dummy. <laughs> hey you said it not me but uh but um I think it went very well so hopefully we can kind of get a couple of the people in our class on the podcast to talk about their sport you know mm-hmm. uh, again no promises that's going to happen every week but I, I I like that idea of doing that, you know. Yeah, I do too. I just I hope they don't get too nervous on this show and they say like two words. Yeah, I mean we can carry it. I think we can carry it. We're we're eighteen year olds in high school. I don't think we can carry it too much. <laughs> hey, don't lose faith. Don't lose never, faith. Never lose faith. Anyway, the girls lost without their full lineup. Uh, freshman Megan Fox was out, and so was uh, sophomore Elena Wernicke. So, uh, anyway, next week they will play at Carrollton and Columbus on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not really sure we're going to be able to go to Carrollton and Columbus on school days. But nope. Uh, if you see not. any of the tennis players around the hallways, kind of wish them good luck. They're playing really well this year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're hoping to get Danny on next week. Yeah. We'll see if we can get her on before they start kicking it up with playoffs. I mean, this is playoff season right now. It is. Y'all are about to go to the playoffs for girls mm-hmm. lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, or Braden, I should probably mention that uh, this is the best season in history so far for our boys lacrosse program. It is. Um, our best start, like, previously was last year. It was 7-1, and one, and we tied with a former season. And then as soon as we hit that 8-1 mark, we just knew we were making history. And we made huge history last year with having the first home playoff game and then winning the first playoff game that Stars Mills won in the cross. Now, I'm assuming because you're 13-1, we're kind of looking at another home playoff game. Um, 
it depends on how Macintosh goes. We beat Macintosh, we're the second seed behind Love It, and then we get a home playoff game. Awesome. And we feel pretty confident about that since Macintosh and Woodward played, and it was a pretty close game until the very end. They started um, getting a little chippy, and things took off from there, and ended up being 12-6. But we pretty much dominated Woodward the whole game, so we feel fairly confident in our skills against Macintosh. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, I should probably say that uh, the game at Northgate for girls soccer is the game to watch next week. You know, looking at all of these games, I, I will personally be there. I will hope to have a story up uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday if everything goes well. So keep an eye out. We're going to have some stories posted on the prowlernews.org. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I made a joke and y'all didn't laugh. And I'm sure Mr. Spencer is going to listen to it and be like, he made a joke and they just kept talking. Dylan, I didn't even hear you, man. I'm sorry. I I said, you said the historic season. I was like, yeah, girls lacrosse is having a great season. (laughs) And y'all just kept talking. I'm like, shoot, Mr. Spencer is going to call me out on that. (laughs) Yeah, they've had better seasons. (laughs) Oh, boy. Brayden, do you have an outlook for uh, boys and girls lacrosse for us? I know you kind of talked about boys for us. You know, I mean, the- girls this year, um, this is the year. Um, they have Alyssa Sack. I mean, that's all you really need to say about that. She has been dominant since her freshman year playing varsity. Um, they're going to lose their goalie, Allie Merritt. Um, the next upcoming goalie is actually my sister, who's going to be a freshman next year. Going to be forced to play varsity because there's no other goalies. Right now, she's an eighth grader playing JV because she's the only goalie. I like your mm-hmm. sister. She's really nice. Mm-hmm. She's a really nice person. But, yeah, I mean, if they want to do it soon, then they've got to go all the way this year because they're going to be a young team next year. They are going to be a young team next year. But that, but you got to think, like, a couple years into the future, that experience is going to pay off. Oh, know? yeah, it definitely not, will because you saw it with um, our senior class on boys lacrosse. There's five of us, but we've all been playing so long together that we kind of hold it up as, like, a normal senior class of, like, ten would. We kind of – keep the team under control although they outnumber us like three to one four to one something like that i mean the experience definitely shows yeah yeah i'm playing young so dylan i'm gonna ask you one more time is there anything else you want to talk about (laughs) well i got that out of the way so we're all good there Uh, so what do we do next yeah i knew you'd say that (laughs) uh what's coming up next is nick bryant he's coming on the show to talk a little bit about track and field and his record broken last friday Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a little, little nervous today. I don't know why. I guess it's because Nick Bryant's here, my good friend. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about track and field today. Uh, really, uh, just go in depth about how the season's going so far. How you feel like the team's progressing, all that. Um. So so far this season, uh, me and a couple of my friends mainly these two freshmen they came out of nowhere uh they during cross country season which is what I do before track season they they were still kind of getting up to the same level as high school but then they just took off and now we have these two ridiculous freshmen that run with us and they're just amazing and um so one of the freshmen Nick Nyman uh and I'm obviously the other Knicks that I call us Nick Squared. So whenever we're running, we're in a group together. They'll be like, "Oh, like go Nick Squared," and it's just something stupid. And because whenever someone's like, "Hey Nick," like we both turn around like, "What?" Um, but um, 
so we both run the 3200 obviously like at first we were pretty close together whenever we ran but then now that he's just like taken off from nowhere like he's way far ahead of me and it's just (laughs) ridiculous but i mean it's great to have him on the team because Mm -hmm. you know more points uh scored in long distance just allows the school our school as a whole just plays higher in the meet so Mm -hmm. we get like more trophies um but the friendly competition is also pretty good because you know we're we're all just really good friends so Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really just a good team bond yeah. throughout the team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you said, like, you know, there's two freshmen on that 4x4 four four relay squad, you know. Uh, how has it been, like, you know, having them, you said a little bit, you know, they're progressing to the high school level. They were just in middle school last year. Uh, how have they, as a whole, helped the team just really kind of dominate these last couple of events, especially the one in Florida and the one last week where y'all broke four or five records? Yeah, um, they, before, I was, I was originally coming up the fastest 3,200 runner that was coming up in the team, because after our seniors left last year, I was the fastest upcoming person, but then all of a sudden these freshmen came in, and no one even expected them to uh, move up as fast as they did, but they, Mm -hmm. they did, and uh, it obviously motivates each other or both of us because we want to go faster and it's like oh I want to beat him because like he's on my team yeah. and I want to I want to stay with my team but I mean obviously like once there's a gap like a big 50 meter gap in front of you you're just like I, I can't catch up to him. <laughs> he's just way too far out in front of me to get him you'd have to like sprint but um so like long distance wise we're we're getting re- really strong because mm. last year we only had uh like two or three people go to state for long distance and they were only girls but this this year we have nick nyman who's only one second behind the school record and harrison fultz is really close in the 800 and the 1600 Mm. nick and harrison both run a uh, 426 mile which is outstanding yeah they absolutely destroyed so like when we were running the four by 16 uh harris or nick went first and he he had a 426 and I wasn't even looking at the clock, so I had no idea where he was when he finished and handed me the baton. So I grabbed the baton, start running. After the first lap, I don't really know what happened. I just like got <laughs> into the zone, and, like started running. <laughs> but then afterwards, uh, like I handed it off, and I never looked at the clock because I'm not going to do math in my head while right, I'm running. Right. <laughs> so no, I don't I, think a lot of people can do that. Yes, yeah, I, I know some people like look at their watch, like okay, I'm at this, like my my. 200 meter split needs to be this and I'm just like oh, I'll run it how I feel <laughs> it's like oh I could, I could pick it up maybe so you're one of those guys who just goes off instinct not really yeah looking at the time anything like that yeah because if someone says like oh you're you're slow on that one it's like I'll try to pick it up but I mean if I don't know what my splits are and I'm feeling really well and then I look at the clock they're like wow you're fast it's like then I'm gonna be like oh man I'm running fast and then I'll like Oh, I feel horrible. Yeah, <laughs> right. But if I don't realize it, just keep running. Well, I feel like that's just another thing that like gets on your mind, and you don't need it in your mind while you're running. You know, you can just like if you're in the zone, then you're just in the zone. You don't need anything else on your mind. You know? Exactly. Like when, especially in cross country, when it's really these really long races, like three mile races. I mean, I usually just think of a song, or I'll just <laughs> I'll just think about just random things while I'm running, and then by the time. Uh, it's like, oh man, I only have like 400 meters to go. And then you finish, you're like, that wasn't so bad. But then if you like think about, okay, I'm paying attention to my times every time, 
you're you're always gonna pay attention to the race and you mm-hmm. never like doze off and then you realize oh man I did great but I didn't even realize that I did yeah. right it's like that that's why I hate paying attention to my times right so Nick when did you first start doing long distance running well for cross country long distance and for track mm-hmm. also so I started track sophomore year so, halfway through sophomore year so I skipped I didn't even do cross country that year. I just did track because some of my friends were like, hey, you should try running. And I was like, oh, I hate running. So I was like, <laughs> but, but okay, I'll, I'll try it. And then, um, so I ran. I only ran the 800. I didn't do very well at it that year. Um, but then I was like, okay, I'm already in running. I already started running. So it's like, might as well continue. So I ran cross-country season. And my first 5K was in 1827. So I was like, oh, I'm not, pr- I'm not that bad at running anymore. Um, so then I just kept going, going, and then by the end of the season, I ran a sixteen thirty seven. Oh wow! And so I was, and I went to state uh, my first year. We we got third in state for cross country, and that was that was awesome. Come track season, uh, I realized the thirty two hundred was my main event because I could run the long distance. I could keep a nice pace for really long distance, whereas some people it's like they can go out really fast and sprint it but not keep it for that long so like my mile time and my two mile time like I could almost run two of my mile times and and keep it at the same pace but I mean obviously the miles and the two mile were a little bit slower but right um but now I uh, I run the 1600 a little bit faster I because I usually I used to not go out as fast in the 1600 mm-hmm. so I would just you know find my pace and then before I knew it, it's like okay I need to pick it up but then by that time it'd be too late right so that's why I always run this 3200 but this year we obviously ran the 4 by 16 and we all did great like we all PR'd in that race mm-hmm. uh, because you always have that motivation of people relying on you it's like because we, we we went into that race we're like okay like this is mine and Reed's last chance because that was the last 4 by 16 we were going to run right and uh because like even though we have three meets left, that would be the last one. So we're like, okay, we have to beat this record before we leave. And then mm. we we ran it and we beat it. We're like, yes! And like we were all so excited, and there was a lot of emotion. Everyone like everyone was screaming at us. Everyone came and congratulated us. But I mean, we weren't the only people who broke the record. So it was just a fantastic night because there were four school records that were broken. Mm-hmm. So everyone was just in a great mood. And uh, Dylan's actually going to be writing a story about that, so it'll get posted in the next few days, hopefully. And then uh, you were talking about, you know, this was your last chance to break that record. Uh, was it one of your goals going into the season to, you know, break a record, you know, in whatever event, not maybe the last one, but, you know, to break a record and kind of be etched into Stars Mill sports fame? Um, It actually wasn't. When I came into this school year, I just wanted to run um, – the two mile and I wanted to run sub 10 minutes so that was my only goal uh but when they put us in the 4 by 16 I was like oh man now I gotta run the 4 by 16 <laughs> and I wasn't even able to run the 3200 that meet because it was like a freshman sophomore race so uh, I mean I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to run it but um we 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 started to realize like hey we're actually really close to this time. Like, if we try our hardest, we can actually beat this time. And our coach uh, was actually the one who set record. He was one of the people in this record. So he was cheering us on as he watched his record go down. Oh. So 
and uh, another the pole vaulting coach uh, his son was also in it so he was also like watching us beat it too so it was just uh it was really funny but i i didn't think that we were actually i was ever gonna break a school record because mm-hmm. it was so far out of my reach until i got placed into this awesome team and we all just did so well uh, we we broke it and we were like that's awesome and now yeah. there's gonna be like uh coach said that there's gonna be a new banner coming up for the they're gonna take down the old school record little Plaque thing, yeah. they're gonna put it on the stadium, like on the stadium wall when you walk in. So now hmm. everyone's gonna see it instead of like no one really pays attention to track and field because it's like just that thing that some people do if they don't get into their main sport. But, <laughs> right. Whereas the people who do it for their main sport, they're or like, even, oh man, I, I try so hard, but no one really recognizes me. Yeah, or even like just training for their regular sport. Like, you know, some people run track to get faster, you know, stronger exactly. at football. Yeah. But you're here running it because you want to run it. Yeah, like there's just a great amount of, there's just all my best friends are on the team, Mm -hmm. so that always keeps you on the team. And then just all the people that you get to meet. So there's not only the distance team, but you have the sprinters, you have the shot put throwers and discus throwers, and then you have your long jumpers, triple jumpers, and the pole vaulters. And Mm -hmm. you just have this array of people coming together, and then you have this great team. And it's just a great way to, to meet people yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I joined track in the first place was just to find my group of friends because mm. all my friends before were seniors so I was like oh, what do I do so, <laughs> so that's what that's that's why I went into running in the first place mm-hmm. uh kind of talk to me about the rest of the season and how you uh picture it going you know how you envision finishing out your senior year so for my my last couple of races, I think I'm going to be focusing in on the 3200 because uh, Harrison is faster than me, one of the freshmen. He is faster than me in the 32, but since he's more, they would rather put him in the 800 and the 1600, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm probably going to take his place in the 3200. So I'll be running it with Nick Nyman, and I think that with him in front of me, I might be able to use him as motivation to get me to go faster because it's all about motivation. I mean, I I PR'd by eight seconds in the four by 16 and normally you don't PR in a relay, Yeah. but I did because I didn't want to let my team down. So as long as you can find your motivation, then you can persevere and just do like great. And so I think that the rest of the season is going to go well. We have me, Harrison and Nick are first, second and third in our region. And I think we're also top seven in section, so that could be a possible moving on to state, mm-hmm. uh, which which would be awesome to go as as a senior. Yeah, um, that would just be a great way to end my whole season as like a runner. Mm-hmm. So, do you plan on running in college? I don't plan on running in college. I did get letters from colleges saying, "Hey, yeah, you should go run for us." A couple of them I didn't really notice. Yeah, like I was like, "Oh, who? I've never heard of this college before." <laughs> But then there one one college that actually stuck out was Barry. Uh, they, they were uh-huh. they, they saw I, mean, I did pretty well in the thirty two hundred, but it's just not for me. Like my legs start to hurt sometimes. Like you always, I, m- my ankles like when I walk they start to crack. So obviously I can start to see results from uh, the running over the years, like on my legs. So uh, that's one reason why I wouldn't, but. Otherwise, I mean, if I had time, I would, but mm. I just won't have the time. 
Yeah. Now, from what I understand, from what you've told me before, you're going to be training to become a pilot in college. I am, yeah. Uh, so, tell me again, where are you going to college next year? I'm going to middle Georgia uh, with, with a buddy of mine, and we're going to be staying there and just hanging out. We're going to be fishing on the weekends, and pro- there's just so much to do now that we have, like, a house to live in instead of a dorm or, or an apartment we, we have an actual house so we just get to stay there um, and just fly together because he's a pilot too so it's just gonna be a great uh, just a great year and I, I can't wait for college to start but I, I it's gonna be kind of sad when my last season of running is gonna come to an end because I've spent so much time with all these people and I've gained these awesome relationships with everybody, and then now I'm gonna move on, and then I'm gonna have to make new friends in college, which is always a huge step forward. But uh, it's all a part of life, and you gotta do it. Yeah, you're a very social person. You won't have problem making friends. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah, but I mean, then again, I'm also um, like the pilots have their own separate. It's not just like going to class every day. It's you gotta go to the airport. Uh, oh, so there's yeah. only like a select group of people that I'll probably be hanging out with, and then we're not in a dorm. So you don't meet people through the dorm. You, we, we, we have a house. So right, it's only me right. and him living in this house. But, I mean, I'm not worried about not making friends, but I'm not, like, too keen to actually make friends. Like, I mean, if I, if I don't make friends right away, it's not a big deal. But, I mean, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh Anyway, Dylan, you got anything else? I think we're good here. Nick, thank you for coming on the podcast today. All right. Uh, Thank you uh, for joining us today, and uh, we will see you again next week.